What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner. We're staying away. I'm Nate. I'm getting canceled. And I'm horny. And you know what that means. Today, we are doing another Best and Worst of Discography. And it's going to be my all-time favorite band, Deftones. Uh, this is going to be interesting because prior to, Sebastian and Trent have not listened to really much other than Ohms and then... Trent, I, did you listen to White Pony before or just know, knew about it? Uh, I knew about it. I knew, obviously, songs like Passenger and yeah. then uh, Change the House of Flies, but yeah. that was about it. Gotcha. Then Sebastian, I knew we had listened to it the one time, too, that album. Uh, but other than that, everything else com- completely blinded. We don't know what you're getting into. So this is going to be fun. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear what they have to say, whether it's good or bad, because, you know, this is a whole nine album discography here. This is all you're going to get today, and it's going to be something. So with that out of the way, let's get into it. And you know what, Trent? Go ahead. Start us off. I was was really hoping you didn't say me first. No, 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 no. You are going first. It is all you. Oh, boy. So I'm going to preface this by saying that the this is also why I listened. I listened to the entire discography twice. Right. Uh, And I tell you what, that was a feat because damn is it took me like almost a week to listen to it twice it's, it's, between it's like work boy. and meetings and stuff <laughs> they're i mean they're not short albums either so i was but, gonna say if you, if you don't include um mx on around the fur like the silence i mean that's probably the shortest album but like yeah everything else yeah. is definitely over 45 minutes or so yeah well and then i did i listened to covers twice as well so i mean that's another right, album right. which so. just just to preface too for everybody uh we're only doing the studio albums no covers no b-sides whatever just the straight studio albums as is so yes trent from worst to best take it away so on the first listen just i i don't know what it was uh white pony was originally my bottom fuck off <laughs> I know, I because I like wait, are every you album serious? over that. <laughs> oh wait, swear, that is not a joke. Originally, originally. Okay, okay. On the on the first listen, uh, at number nine though, uh, like second listen, it was actually it was really good to get it uh, because yes, White Pony did jump up a few spots. Um, but starting off at number nine, we have the self-titled Deftones. Um, I didn't i don't know i didn't really enjoy this album i don't know what it was about it um yeah it was i i don't know i just it kind of dragged for me i guess um and i think i only really liked one song uh which was let me see if i'm gonna yeah it was bloody caps i think that was the really the only one that i liked or bloody cape, my bad. That's, Sorry, I had that, bloody, that, bloody that, caps in my bloody caps. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I think, but it was just overall. Uh, it just, I don't think that album was for me uh, as much as the other ones were. Um, so leaving that at number nine, uh, we go into number eight being Gore, which I kind of put these two on the same level because I didn't like. I, 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 I guess I shouldn't say didn't like, but they were my least favorites um, and they were on the same level for me because the only song off of Gore that I, I really kind of fucked with was Hearts slash Wires. Uh, and I it's still a good album, but it just didn't really connect with me as much as it's a, it's a very slow did. album, too, in terms of just like, yeah, well, it's, it's good, though, because, I mean, coming off of um, what is like. Uh, Koino Yokan, yeah, that was, and, yep, and yep. Diamond Eyes. Like, it, it was. It's nice to have a slow album in there. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I'm going to say with all these, they're still good. You know, like we say with every best to worst, they're still good albums. Uh, and this is also again why I listened to it twice because all of these change spots at least once. So, uh, but going into number seven. Uh, we have Koino Yokan. Uh, I 
I'm sad with this album a little bit uh, because I always switched it when like any sa- any song came on from it, uh, like in my earlier years, because uh, I didn't I didn't like Deftones, and I honestly gotta say I kind of fucking missed out. Um, but like anytime it was like came on on Spotify, like or any other music app, like back when I had Apple Music and stuff, I would just skip it because I'm like I don't fucking like Deftones. Get it out of here. Uh, but again, I missed out because. It, it Koino Yokan is it's a very I, I guess I just want to say cool album because it has like a weird like sway to it. Um and you know my I picked like three favorite songs off of each album. Uh so my three favorites for this one were Swerve City, Poltergeist, and Romantic Dreams. I thought those three were overall the best ones off the album, which I think if I'm correct, those are like the three most played off the album anyway. Yeah, definitely Swerve City. Like that's like definitely like one of the biggest, which is yeah. fair because that, that album there, that song slaps. Yeah. And, and it, for an opening, I mean, it definitely really caught my attention right away. Uh, so and I think this one, I think it was Koi was like. Probably, I think it was, I think Gore, Gore and Koi no Yokan were switched for seven and eight. So those two really didn't move. Um, but yeah, that's number seven going into number six. We have actually six and five. Cause these two are tied for me. Unfortunately, uh, number six is adrenaline. Uh, and then number five is around the fur. That makes uh, sense. I can, I definitely see why that would be like a tie. That makes it a is sense. a tie because they're both like, it's the first two albums and they're both so fucking raw, you know? Especially, Especially the around the fur. Oh, around the fur, yes, but like in terms of uh, production, I would say oh, production adrenaline, adrenaline. Oh, yeah. all the way, all the way. Like it's just, and it's crazy, you know, like how much they didn't change a lot. Uh, obviously, with production stuff, it's actually gotten better, but like sound and other things, like they have just stayed consistent, which is crazy to see. Uh, but adrenaline being at number six, uh, I mean. I, I'm not even going to talk about engine number nine because that's like, you know, the song off this album. Actually, uh, at least because in- like, I, I mean, uh, seven words was a big one for them. And then so was uh, the first one board board is like board. Uh, yeah. But engine number yeah. nine is the one that they tend to play a lot more live. Yeah. For an it's like the, I, the one that like there's like uh, songs from a few albums that I just know, like engine number nine and, you know, shove it. And <laughs> I was going to say too, engine it's- number nine, uh, suicide silence covered it back when Mitch was in the band. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. actually didn't know that. Yeah. It's a good cover too. It's raw. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look that up. Uh, but yeah, it's Adrenaline first album. What was it? Ninety. What? Yeah, ninety five. I mean, it's mm. that kind of like post grunge shit that is just absolutely banging. Uh, and it was really, really hard. And I just decided to throw these two in the middle because it was just the easiest thing to do. <laughs> I was like, I can't decide which of these two. And like where they're gonna tie up at, so I was like, we'll throw them in the middle, and that that's fine with me. Uh, but funny enough, in, on Adrenaline, my favorite three songs were Engine Number Nine, Bored, and Seven Words. Uh, only makes which sense. it only makes sense, yeah. Uh, for Around uh, the Fur, coming in at number five. Uh, like I said before, it's just so raw. I mean, my own summer, shove it. You can't go fucking wrong with that song. It is an absolute banger. All the way through and i actually found myself listening to it um like a lot even before we uh did the did this episode it's just like it came on once and i was like yeah i know this song i was like and i i don't know why the fuck i don't have it saved because it's actually really good it's like the one of the only deftone songs that i like um but coming off around the fur uh some of the other songs uh we had the title track around the fur and then ricketts ricketts is I, I love it. It's fucking heavy. I mean, just the intro. It's so good. Uh, and I, I'm just going to say right now, Nate, I appreciate you doing this episode because it definitely gave me uh, an appreciation for Deftones. And what As I was hoping. Done. Somewhat yeah. of a goal. I, Somewhat of a goal. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like, I think on that first listen, I was just trying to piss you off. So I think that's why White Pony was on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, around the fur, like, like it's 
it's just so fucking good for that post grunge shit as well. Uh, like I said on adrenaline. So coming in at number four, though, we have Diamond Eyes. Uh, Diamond Eyes is a really uh, cool album. I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I did listen to this album when I was younger. Uh, let's see, when did Diamond Eyes come out? Can't remember. It was, oh, that, was, that was 2010. Or oh, was just the deluxe version was 2010. Of course, yeah. Pfft, I didn't listen to the deluxe version. I no just need. want to make that known. And I don't expect you to. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure. Yeah, uh, for the regular version. Oh, uh, I did, no, it did. It did. It came out in 2010. It did. I'm looking at here. Diamond Eyes album 2008. It literally says released May 4th, 2010. Here. Tuesday, January 1st, 2008. Oh, wait, it says January 1st. See, Sp- is that Spotify? Yeah. Spotify is so fucky sometimes with that, because anytime I see January 1st with a lot of these albums, it's not the actual date. It's like... Oh, uh, really? It's not legit for whatever reason, because it's like that for oh, a why. Yeah, I know. But anyway, continue. Anyway. Yeah, Diamond Eyes, uh, I listened to it when I was in middle school uh, at one point, so I, re- I did remember it. Uh and after giving it both listens, um, I was impressed and found a lot of enjoyment out of it. So I was like very happy to put this at number four. Uh, songs like You've Seen the Butcher and Rocket Skates, I remembered back in middle school. And it kind of gave some sort of like nostalgic uh, little trip there, which was really, really cool and really nice. Um, but yeah, it, for 2010, I mean, it's pretty fucking good. Still the same sound. We fucking love it. Uh, coming in with the top three, though, uh, at number three, we have White Pony. Y'all. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Instead of number nine this time. There we go. We, we, we divide it by three. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And I will say on the first listen, like I said, I, I don't know if it was just I was just pissed off or trying to piss Nate off, but I was like, I fucking hate this album. And I, Fuck I, this. I, well, I listened to this album. It had to be three or four times just because I want to just clear my head. I just wanted to get everything processed into it. Um, and you know what? Listening to Deftones for like two weeks straight, uh, my mind was just TV static. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, but no, I mean, I, I can understand why this is so much of a like prestigious album and it gets such high praise because it is a really good album. Uh, I mean, with the intro track, Back to School, Mini Maggot, following, you know, coming after that, you have the end Pink Maggot, which is a really cool thing there. Uh, Changing the House of Flies, great fucking song. Knife Party, I knew about that one from Nate, I think. Probably. (laughs) I wouldn't fucking doubt it. Right, it probably was me, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Probably was. (laughs) But no, yeah, it was... um, it was it was fun on those last like you know that last listen because I I did find a lot of enjoyment out of it and I found myself you know, bob my head whatever and passenger I like that song because what that's the one that uh, Maynard James is on I believe yeah it is yeah yeah okay I couldn't remember which one <laughs> honestly most F tone sound uh, songs sound kind of the same. <laughs> the earlier era does. And then like in the yeah. middle, the, okay, it's so funny. The earlier era does the middle, not so much, but then the later it, it does again. It's so weird how like they evolved yeah. and sound and matured in sound, but then they also kept it consistent too. It's, it's I think that's also a reason why I didn't like the self title as well. Cause it, that was it, just it like different. straight in the middle. It's a little different. It's a little different. Yeah. But no, uh, overall white pony, it was really fucking good. Um, definitely would listen to it again. Uh, and, you know, I think what the songs, my top three for this one was probably where are we at. Where's my pony? Yeah. Change the House of Flies, Knife Party and Passenger. I mean, bangers. I, I love changing the House of Flies. And I actually speaking of now that I'm thinking of it, I never said this. I thought the like distortion on Chino's uh, vocals was going to annoy me throughout the entire thing, but I it didn't piss me off at all. Like I actually enjoyed the different like um, like weird things that he had with his vocals. Because like I mean, obviously on like the 
on the older ones, actually all the way through, you have that like weird distortion on some like the vocals uh, for like the um, choruses and stuff. And like the verses kind of go with like, a cleaner tone. Uh, but overall, it, it didn't piss me off. And I thinking of it because of Ron White Pony now. But yeah, I just forgot to mention that at the beginning. Uh, going into the top two, though, uh, at number two, we have Ohms. Uh, I probably listened to this one five or six times because, you know, since we listened to it uh, when it came out, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think it was that first inkling of me, like, getting, you know, kind of into Deftones a little bit because it surprised me of how good it was. Uh, songs like Pompeii, Radiant City, and then the opening track, Genesis. They those three I still bang out today. You know what is it? Fucking almost two and a half years later. Yeah. Because uh, they, I mean, especially Radiant City, the bass on that song, it is fucking nutty. Absolutely love it. Um, going into number one though, a very very interesting album. Uh, Saturday Night Riss. This this makes you really happy that that's your favorite. Like, that makes you really happy because it is a great it's, album. It's a cool, cool fucking album. I mean, us doing the fucking <laughs> fucking school thing in the snap. Oh, the big cell phone. <laughs> that's a space Hot so carling. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get, learn how to get butt fucked. <laughs> Oh yeah! Overall, I it was it's a really cool album, and I I enjoyed it all the way through. I think if if I had to put it, I mean, it's like really this one and Ohms are really on the same level. But I found myself enjoying this one a little bit more. Uh with like the last song, Drive. I think it was really cool. Uh and the intro track, Hole Hole in the Earth, really cool, really chill song. Love it. Um. And then Cherry Waves as well. I think those are like my top three as well. And then we got to add Pink Cell Phone on there. Uh, but no, really, really cool album all the way through. I, the album art for this one, I also thought kind of helped a little bit because it was just it's trippy and weird. And it's like, wow, that really is like this album. It's a little trippy and weird. Uh, no, I fucking, fucking loved it. I played this one probably three times as well. Uh Listen to this one on its own, actually, after I listened to uh, everything else, like, all the way through. Just because I was like, yeah, I think this is probably my favorite. Just because it was... It was like, I could, like... It's like those fucking memes where it's, like, listening to Deftones be like, and it's, like, the fucking Mordecai and Rigby thing. Oh, yeah, and, like, they're, like, zo- like he's, like, zoning out and everything. Zoning out. I'm like, that is that was me for two weeks. <laughs> my favorite one is one from Arthur. It's, like, the one Dude, where, that, you know what I'm talking about? That one. It's, what? what is that? <laughs> it's the, uh, what's the fucking... What are they gonna stop putting their instruments? <laughs> this, that is the music. <laughs> No, it's Minerva. I, I saw it. It, yeah, it is so fucking cool. I love it because, like, I would see those come up, but I didn't understand them. And then I just had two weeks where that's that was my brain. <laughs> it was just those memes, and it's like, yeah, but no. Uh, Nate, thank you. Of um, course, I'm, I'm glad I made you happy with that one. <laughs> you did. Uh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Saturday, Rice, Saturday Night Wrist is the best album. <laughs> it's a fucking banger, man. <laughs> like it's it's one of their best. It's honestly probably their most underrated though. Like nobody really? talks nobody talks about it. Genuinely, maybe Hole wow. in the Earth here and there, but like no, they. Pfft, I don't know why. It's literally like one of their fucking best albums ever, easily. So I was like, one hundred percent, it is. <laughs> Well, good shit. All right. Well, there you have it. That was Trent's take. Sebastian and I got some takes. Before we get there, though, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All right. Continuing on, the best and worst in the discography. Sebastian, you're up. What is, from worst to best, your Deftones ranking? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Deftones by Deftones is at number uh, nine here. Did you uh, both this, put it that low? I think it's unlistenable. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's a shocking one, too. Because I actually thought you would like it for, like, the rawness on that, too. Dude, I'm telling you, man. There there was, uh, I think it was, like, on the very, at, at, like, 
the very beginning where Chino where he was like doing these screams and they just sound straining as fuck. Oh, on hexagram. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about on hex- hexagram. Oh my god. I'm I'm just sitting there like as someone who uh loves, you know, dissecting vocals and shit, this just sounded like pure vocal fatigue. It honestly sounds like the guy from um Mudvayne right now. Uh <laughs> it just it it was not the best sound. And I and honestly, this this ranking shows Chino is a great vocalist. And I'm glad he didn't blow out his voice from this album because he's made plenty more after this. But like, yeah, dude, it was just rough. Um, one could argue it's a little bit more raw, like Nate said and stuff. But I just I found it to be straining at best. Uh, I guess the only song I would like is uh the Bloody Cape. Other than that, you both did. It. You both liked Bloody Cape at least. That's cool though. I'll take that. That is probably one of the best songs on the album. Yeah, it's a really. I, it's like the only good song. <laughs> right, in your case, honestly, yeah. They, I mean, they had Moana on there, but I was like, where the fuck is Maui at? Where's Dwayne <laughs> Rock Johnson? Um, but sorry, I had to get some water here. Going from there, uh, I'm gonna put down Adrenaline at the number eight spot. Um, I dislike this for very similar reasons as the uh, aforementioned self-titled. Um, I do think there are some better songs on this one. That's why I put it a little bit higher. I just don't really like the super new metal sound that they were going for back then. Uh, to me, it just kind of <laughs> reminded me of like weird surf guitar with corn vocals. And I I don't really... Um, I don't really care for it as much, but like, yeah, I mean, minus blindfold was pretty cool. Um, Honestly, and... I thought you would have actually liked the uh, the little bass hook in uh, one week. I I thought I would too, but it just sounded too drowned out. That's fair. Like that's fair. Yeah, like the production on it, and you did talk to me about the production on this one, and I I do get it. Like I you know I actually respect them because this is their I mean this is their first fucking album. I'm not expecting it to be perfect. But mm-hmm. I still, if I were to put it at a ranking, I'd put it at like a six out of ten. Like I don't think it was like a really bad album or anything like that. I just thought it was very derivative of like that new metal sound back then, and it didn't really give me much to really like care about. Um, and then going into number seven, I I just want to talk about this because I have similar issues, but I feel like they are they kind of like took they kind of took those problems out a little bit more with better production and better songwriting with around the fur being uh number seven here um obviously they have some really big hits on here such as my own summer and um i believe uh i believe be quiet and drive yeah 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 Yeah. be quiet and drive yeah um those songs obviously are pretty standout hits amongst this album. Uh, I even liked MX at the end. It was a longer track, but I thought it was really good. Uh, even the title track I thought was good as well. The It was very grimy, but at the same time, I feel like this was definitely a good evolution of their sound because I listened to all these albums in order from first to last. So it's not like I jumped around or anything like that. And I definitely feel like this album benefited because of that. Because uh, it just showed that, you know, everybody was improving in bits and pieces. Uh, You know, Chino, his voice was getting a lot better at this time. And I was super, super happy about that. I was just, I I was uh, worried that I was going to sound too much like Adrenaline because this one's still a 90s release by them. And I was kind of worried and I'm like, ah, shit, okay. But I thought it was really good. Um, Yeah, I definitely enjoyed this one quite a bit. Going from there, uh, I am going to put Saturday Night Wrist next. No, because, it's below the um, top five. No. Yikes. <laughs> no, Sebastian, Listen. we do have to cancel you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, I thought this album was pretty good. Uh, I thought it had better just like single songs off of it than Around the Fur did. Um there was just there were just some weird choices on this and I'm going to put pink cell phone there as much as it is a meme between us in when it comes to listening to it by myself I was just more like 
I I I, I hate to say this, but I was kind of cringing, like really hard to this. Like I I was like, uh, yeah, I, I kind of okay. Both it. of you, both of you are you roll shifted, you roll shifted or something because you, Sebastian using the word <laughs> cringe to describe a Deftone song is not on my bingo board. It is not on my bingo board. <laughs> Nate, you really have the losing this, board, man. This is not a good board, and I'm a little upset. <laughs> Listen, listen. It's the only thing on the album I truly hated. The only thing because I, like I said, the rest of the album was really good. Um, I liked. Uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, U U D D L. You, you know what it is. Um, oh, the up up down down left 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 start. You didn't like that one. Yeah. No, I said I liked it. Oh, you did. Yeah, because I was gonna say that's yeah, a yeah, cool yeah, instrumental. That's a very cool. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. That's my bad. I was I like, Serge Tankion is on the album, Sebastian. <laughs> I don't think this album's bad. I, I know, just think the, I rest of the albums coming after this are just way better. Fair, and that's like, fair. yeah, and that's that's not me like trying to shit on them by any means. Like, believe me, if this was a really bad album, I would have put it way lower on the list. But no, I mean, it was. I, I like the uh, amount of like genre shifting they did, and I this is to me when they started doing a little bit more. Um, let me see order here. Yeah, so this is like when they started being a little bit more, uh, just like I don't know, weird with their sound. Experimental, even more experimental. Yeah. I would say experimental, but we're going to get to more experimental. It's kind of like they were like, they're kind of maturing their sound, but they're still being like weird with it, you know? Yeah, that's why that's why I want to say like, I'm not I'm not going to say it's like experimental because it's not like that new, sonically speaking. But like they I feel like they just kind of they I mean, talking about Surge in the album. I mean, it just kind of got weird in some bits. Um, And then from there, let me let me see on my ranking here. Uh, I'm going to put Diamond Eyes coming in next. Um, I I thought this album was super solid. I love the ethereal sections. I felt a lot more shoegaze and like kind of like a more development into that sound going on this album. Uh, the screams are fucking awesome. Uh, there were some like actual whistle screams on here that Chino was doing, and I wish I could have included what songs he did them on. But I think he wow. did it on like rocket skates actually uh, during the chorus the like when he's like guns razors not nah. yeah yep 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 that's yep. the one that's the one yeah dude holy fuck I mean it, I, I'm a huge fan of like whistle screams in general hello I I love Cradle of Filth love Dicky Allen as a vocalist like if you can nail a whistle scream and do it really well in an album's context, that's like an instant gold medal as a vocalist for me for like heavier vocals, of course. Uh, but yeah, it was, oh my God. And I also love the vocal effects on there. Just cranking up that like, um, distortion in the mix. I just thought it was so fucking good. Uh, yeah. And not to mention like, just like from the album cover into everything, like I just felt like the, uh serenity of the album really just shined through the most than anything else it was just it was cool um yeah i don't really have much more to say because i feel like some of these opinions might overlap but like i said uh this one very very fucking good uh coming in next we have gore um not al gore uh gore uh (laughs) different dude (laughs) uh i really like this album um i mean dude this i i feel like this is probably the heaviest they've gone uh since white pony as far as like chronologically speaking i don't know about Um, that one (laughs) heaviest it just as far as just like the rawness of it um because even like even like the mix was a little bit more raw, especially with like the drums being a lot more overpowering and stuff, and then the vocals being like super like forward facing in the mix. It just kind of reminded me of like just like some super like heavy parts on White Pony, I would say. Um, and not to mention like I don't know, man, for being such a newer album, like I was just I was kind of surprised that it went as heavy because. When an artist kind of reaches this point in their career, I thought they're gonna do like a fear inoculum type thing, and I was kind of happy that they didn't. Um, 
because <clears throat> like I've heard some really bad things about this album, and yeah, I don't really understand any of those critiques like whatsoever. Because people are like, oh, dude, the mix sounds like shit. Like, all this sounds like shit. It's like their worst album. And I'm like, I don't see it really, but you can go you. Uh, but yeah, I just really thought it was like a good return to form. Uh, honestly, it was really fucking good. Uh, but yeah, it has some cool memorable moments. And yeah, I'm going to move on from there. Take a quick sip of water here. That's, that was quite a sip. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, my room, dude, my room is like, listen, my room is 80 degrees and dry. Fair. Right. I don't even blame you. I don't even blame yeah, you. Yeah, because I, I have reptiles in here and it's like. Oh, we've been oh in your God. we've been in your room. We know the dryness. That is the Sahara. Dude, yeah. So I promise you guys, I am not like under any influences or anything. I am just dry as fuck. Um. Just like my opinions, but yeah, well, um, well, actually, just like push the teeth, but you know, <laughs> oh, that, that's true. It is dry. Um, it's almost, but it, <laughs> it's almost. It's almost dry. It's not quite there. Yet. Uh, so going in next, let's see what we got here. Uh, la, 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 la. oh, there it is. Ohms. Uh, I'm gonna put Ohms at number three here. Let's go. Uh, I thought the inclusion of a nine-string guitar definitely made this sound a lot heavier. As Is he far using as a nine-string? Yep. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's hot. I only know that because I watched a review for this a long time ago, and I remember him mentioning that, and I was like, really? Okay. I did not hear it because, obviously, you can't really hear what kind of guitar someone's playing until... Yeah, yeah unless you're it. Mick Gordon. <laughs> right, right. Oh, dude, I could definitely hear that's a seven-string. Like, I don't know how people can do that. Like, to me, it's like, okay, cool, you tuned lower, but I didn't realize it's an actual, like, lower, like, you know, string or something like that. But, yeah, this album was very, like, punishing. Um, I really fucked with just, like the overall vibes it kind of like honestly this was a really good pandemic album and i am kind of mad at myself for not like looking at these themes sooner because obviously we kind of look at everything from like a first impression basis for the most part and uh, yeah this album when it came out i thought it was just like you know oh this is like a cool little like kind of like Def, you know, or not? I uh, kind of like, uh, like, kind of just like metal album, you know, some like cool uh, shoegaze elements and stuff. But no, this, uh, this was definitely more along the lines of just being like super like manic, uh, and just like very like I, I just I felt the isolation that this was trying to give off, and I felt it was just really good for being. A, a 2020 release from a band that came out in the 90s that started as a new metal band. Hello? Like, what the fuck? You know, even... I don't, I don't even think Slipknot's released an album this good in their past, like, two or three albums. Like, honestly, like, as much as no, much shit... That, that's vouch, I will vouch for that. That's true. That's fact. Yeah, like, the fact that Deftones can come out swinging this hard in a new decade like that, that's just insane. And not to mention, I learned like half of these songs on bass too back when it came out. And I can confirm that these rhythm sections are fucking tight and they are amazing. Um, Yeah, it's this is a great fucking album. Highly underrated as far as like their whole discography goes, I at least to me right now. But uh, yeah, number two, White Pony. Um, this has a lot of sonic diversity. Uh, there was one song on here that I think is one of the most gnarly songs I have ever heard. Not just in Deftones, but just ever being Knife Party. Um, those, those vocals from that, whoever that female vocalist was are like, that, okay, was that not Chino? I'm, pr I don't, I don't know. That's like one of the things Bro, I thought it was. Honestly, that Either. is the only thing that I don't know about. Like, because I mean, obviously, like, I, I know a little about Deftones, but like that thing there, because it doesn't say if there's a feature or not. And like, if right. that is Chino, then I'm blown away. But I thought it was somebody else. I could be wrong. Who knows? But they're madly impressive, either way. Yeah. I, whomever that vocalist is, um, I don't want to discredit the singer if it's not chino but if it is 
it kind of broke my fucking mind because it it kind of had the same effect as like Great Gig in the Sky has to some other people. Ooh. Um I I was like what the fuck was going? Like I completely like threw me back in my chair. I'm like shit, man. I need some acid. Um yeah, it was fucking insane. Uh the rest of the instrumentals on this album are just it, tight like to say the least um there are just so many good songs to name i'm just gonna give you guys my three favorites uh or yeah so i'll give knife party as one of them uh <laughs> back to school like the fucking chunkiness of that song honestly that shit i can see how many bands that could inspire just from a riff alone um and then not to mention Passenger. That was the first ever Deftones song I've ever listened to. And that was courtesy of Nate back in like, I think like, uh, was that, that was probably my junior year. Yeah. For, for, for doing what? For what? Uh, for listening my first ever Passenger. Yeah. Yeah. Your junior year, my senior year. Yep. Yep. Because I, cause you asked me if I ever heard of Deftones. I'm like, I've heard of them, but I've never listened to them. And he's like, and you were like, uh, listen to passenger because as maynard and because you knew i was a huge tool fan and that song is still fucking slaps to this day um you know <laughs> it kind of sucks that some of my favorite songs are about drug use and i'm not like that much of a druggie i would say but yeah this song uh i would say is a better heroin ballad than most alice and chain songs have ever gotten to me and uh it's insane i just love the lightness the intention the fucking soaring vocals from Maynard, the really haunting but beautiful sounds of Chino as well in the mix. It just, it's a perfect song. Uh, this album was almost perfect, I would say, and I thought it was going to be my favorite for Deftones, but that was until I got into my number one being Koino Yokin. Uh, yeah, I did not realize how much this song would, like, just shake me. Um, I just thought this, the sound of this album was immaculate. Uh, this was an album I gave a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, for White Pony, Ooh. I gave an 8.5. Uh, just to give you, like, a difference. And it's not to say that one of these albums is way worse than another. I just think they're both really good, but one just had to be the best, you know? Uh, but Chino... I think was at his goddamn peak vocally. And I'm not just saying screaming. I'm not just saying cleans. I'm saying holistically speaking. Um, I was just entranced by his vocals. I was just impressed with every note he was singing. There was just so much emotion. I just loved the dynamic contrast from everything. And like, this is... This is an album that I would like easily recommend to someone that doesn't really care for them. I'd be like, if you don't really care for them that much, I would suggest listening to Koino Yokin before making a full opinion. Because holy shit, man. Uh the etherealness in this album just is great on top of everything. Um, it just it reminds me of just like watching like a planet burn while standing on the outside of it. Uh, it was just very cerebral as well. <laughs> like it gave me almost like wings for Marie vibes at times, and that's that's a very high honor I can bestow upon any band. Um, in the bass as well, I I think this is their first new album or their first album that included a new bassist from the passing of their old one, if I'm not mistaken, and uh. If that is the case, I feel like this is a great, great, like, first album for this bassist to be on because you can hear everything he's playing in the mix super, super well, super clearly, and it really just, like, adds to everything. Like, I feel like every single instrumentalist and Chino himself just really blend together so well and almost kind of create a painting with this album. It is fucking amazing. And uh, yeah, I just, I can't give it any more praise than I already have. It is definitely their best album thus far. How about that? All right. Uh, before I get into mine, I do want to say, um, so j this is just the both of you actually and the audience. Why not here? I looked into 
who did that part on uh, Knife Party, and it is a different woman. Her name is okay. actually Rodlene Getsick. She has not really been featured on much else, but... I mean... <laughs> but, no, listen, listen, listen. In 2010, she was star... She starred in a low-budget avant-garde horror film, horror short film... Uh, where she was uh, a prostitute abducted by a guy in a van and tortured physically and sexually. So there's that fun fact that I just learned right about now. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Definitely also, fits the theme. I mean, which, yeah, because the song, it, and it's so wild too, because like the song is kind of like that about like, you know, but in a fun way of like, kind of like rougher sex you know but the fact that like 10 years after this album comes out she would be starring in a film like that wow <laughs> crazy how that works so that yes. is uh... so that is a woman that is not chino that is a woman basically just with a little more backstory <laughs> that's something huh but uh anyway yeah, really. nevertheless uh, yes, if it isn't obvious, Devtones is my all-time favorite band, as I stated earlier. I, that is literally, like, the, the epitome of that high school band that I have carried around since discovering them. Um, I would say any point in my life that I was, like, at some sort of low, which was very, which was in high school, I guess, in sophomore year. But, like, that was the go-to band for sure that, like, kind of put me back straight going like straight forward and everything with whatever i was going through and everything which wasn't much but it's still a band i really like hold it to high regards obviously but um yeah uh going forward with this i have no bad albums from them at all all of these are fantastic the way they are this is genuinely just a ranking of how i would put it as everyone else us here has done you know so with that out of the way let's get into it for me starting at number nine with Ohms, uh, yeah, Ohms is out of all the uh, Deftones albums my least favorite. I will say it still has some of their uh, modern best songs on here, though. With really the only two leading singles here, uh, Genesis and Ohms, respectfully being the first and last song on the album. And then in the middle, I would have to say this is the only Deftones album where I kind of felt like okay with what was going on in the middle like ceremony i feel has like a weird um vocal delivery from chino and just like you know a a chorus that like i don't know it sounds like a little off but it still sounds good instrumentally like the instrumentals do go well with any sort of uh you know vocal technique that chino might be using on any song on this album but some of the stuff, for some reason, I just really wasn't vibing with his vocals as much on here. But there are still some bangers, too, in the middle, such as, like, Error, The Spell of Mathematics has some wicked guitar riffs on there. I believe uh, it was uh, This Link is Dead was awesome. Uh, Pompeii wasn't too big with, mainly with the chorus, but, like, still, decent song. And overall, that's kind of, like, how I felt with this album. It was a nice, it is a nice, I would call it, like, a sequel to Gore. Um, mainly because, like, it's you know coming off of that album it's a good it's a good direction that they went into following that album um you know still with your alt metal sounds and like your shoegazy elements here and there with the synths and everything especially shown on genesis you know it's it's good it's decent still uh but definitely on the bottom uh but going forward at number eight we have adrenaline Adrenaline was a weird one when I first listened to it and everything, just because it's like I listened to White Pony first, and then from there, I kind of just, you know, I think actually this was the next one I went to, so like, going from White Pony to Adrenaline was a weird backstep, first of all, uh, you notice it immediately with just, like, the production and everything on here, but like, there's just something so enjoyable about the rawness of it, too, that's still just holds up despite it being number eight here in my personal rankings um but like board is still an excellent opener and like 
you know, just great, I guess you could call it, introduction to the band, you know, in terms of this being the first song on the first album. Um, I really enjoy a lot of the bass work on this album too, which uh, you don't really hear much from me, but like genuinely Chi Cheng was an excellent bassist who I will get to a little bit later about his unfortunate passing, but no, I, there's still some great songs on here. Like, like I mentioned earlier too, uh, one week has a awesome opening bass line. Uh, nosebleed is like raw as fuck with the, uh, guitar riff on that one. Uh, root seven words engine number nine excellent i really enjoyed also um i think it's i think it's pronounced for or fireal uh it's the song number 10 on there uh the longest song on the album too at like six and a half minutes i loved this song because this is kind of like uh, to me what the band would eventually kind of like do more in a better produced and sounding way with just the whole like you know really softer moments and everything and then like you know starts off softer and it gets like louder and more aggressive and like you know even like chino's vocals get more like scream towards like the chorus i guess you could call it you know it's just a really good like adventure of a song you know in that sense but yeah it's still a great album still definitely worth the listen uh just number eight on my rankings uh number seven though is actually koino yokan for me koino yokan was one that actually took me the longest to get into uh as i was getting into the band more and more and i think at the time it just had to do with like because truly to me this album is them at their most mature you know, like with, with Sebastian, like you mentioned that this is your favorite album from them. I totally get it, especially with like your taste in music. Like that's definitely it for them here. Um, you know, you got your very shoegazy elements in Swerve City. Uh, Leathers, I think, was like one of the bigger songs that like I would always like get to when I got to the album. And then I would kind of like you know, drown out the sound a little bit just because it kind of was a little droney as a couple other, you know, guitar hooks on this one are. But uh, there's still some fun ones in the middle here too, such as like Poltergeist, especially with like the little clapping intro then like how down-tuned the guitars are throughout the entire song. One of two songs that I really fucking like a lot on this one would have to be Tempest, which was featured in the show The Following that was on Fox 8 for a little bit. If you've never heard of that show, it's a very excellent show about, uh, you know, kind of like a whole detective kind of thing with like a mass killer, you know, very well done and interesting. And like, they had a lot of good music that was- Is that uh, the one with Kevin Bacon? Yes, sir. Dude, that show. Oh my God. That song, That's Tempest, Tempest was in it at the end of an episode, actually. Really? And so was Change. And so was Change in the House of Flies. Um, so th- that's honestly, I guess I got to give a shout out to the following for influencing some of my music taste, you know, this was definitely prior to, uh, getting into the band, but yeah, great show. Uh, but back to the album here. Uh, so Tempest, one of the ones that I was mentioning earlier, great song and Rosemary, Rosemary. I love a lot mainly because of that outro guitar hook, like just the like that and the drums like combined on that song were just immaculate to me and uh, i'll get into another point where in the band's discography they kind of did a similar thing uh just no spoilers here but all you gotta know is like yeah i love when they would do that kind of like long like like a long outro it's basically what it was you know but like with a sick riff um so yes coin oil kind of there at number yeah number six we have diamond eyes uh so this was the first album without chi chen who i mentioned earlier was their bassist uh he unfortunately passed away in a car accident uh, a couple years prior um uh, in november of 2008 and this was as i said the first album without him they uh, acquired uh vega specifically uh, Sergio Vega, uh, who would fill in bass for them for uh, a few years to come past this point. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this album was definitely, like, a big shift in their uh, sound, too. I would almost say that this could be, uh, with the exception of White Pony, kind of like a very commercially done album. You know, like, Diamond Eyes, I feel like, is very commercially accessible. It's very catchy. It's got a great hook. Uh, chorus vocally is absolutely amazing. It's very like 
I, I get a very like spectacle vibe from the chorus, especially when you watch the music video for the song specifically. Um, you've seen The Butcher, also a really nice darker toned song. I, I just like... Deftones in general to me just does it so well with these sexual themes in their music that doesn't make it too weird or anything. It's just the perfect touch of like, you know, dark and twisted, but it's like fun too. And like their music just does it so well because they can do moments like that with like you've seen The Butcher and even like, you know, Rocket Skates uh, that just has like kind of like that rawness to it. But then they have like the sweet sex music of like, literally the song sex tape it's it's a beautiful song sex tape is probably like the most beautiful deftone song ever vocally lyrically instrumentally like i have to give a huge shout out to that song on this album it is amazing you know and uh the thing is too like why it's like so low on my rankings as well is because towards the end of the album and i guess a little bit in the middle with like songs like beauty or not beauty school uh just prince i would say in the middle and then like I guess 976 Evil and This Place is Death. They're good songs, but they're not any that is like, uh, I would keep repeating over and over. Whereas everything else basically on this album, I definitely could. So yeah, either way though, it's still a great alt metal album from them with the shoegaze elements as you literally always get with this band. So excuse me, there you have it with that. At number five, getting to the top five here, I got Gore. Gore is truly an album that got shit on so much when it did not deserve it at all. Like, people, I feel like, were expecting this album to be, like, Deftones raw again, you know, kind of thing. Or, like, them sounding, like, around the fur and adrenaline era. Which, like, I think it's very fucking clear that they're not going back to that sound. They're too mature for their age. Uh, I don't really want another Adrenaline or Around the Fur as much as I like those albums. I would like some cool different shit. And this album here came out around the time uh, that I, like, directly after I had finished their remaining discography, basically. Um, Which, because, yeah, in 2016, this album came out. I was like, oh, shit, like, I just finished their discography and everything, so there's already some new music on the way. Perfect timing, you know? And, uh... Yeah, the way the way I guess that this album was described uh, was uh, that Chino was playing Morrissey to the guitars to the guitarist's Meshuga on this album, and I was like, that's an interesting way of putting it, and I kind of see it, especially with like the more like you know down-tuned moments on here especially on the title track alone with just like the chugginess of it and like even vocally i guess is probably like some of the heaviest i've ever heard from chino in general um but yeah you got like the very sweet you know opening track of prayers triangles that really like leads you into this album uh following with like you know a little bit of like the acid hologram doomed users pretty solid hearts and wires is definitely another banger on the album you got a jerry cantrell feature guitar wise on phantom bride jerry cantrell of allison chains which i mean can't go wrong with that he's basically the guy who just did the uh guitar solo on the song though which it's still cool but like you know when it comes to like instrumental features it's not really as noticeable unless it's somebody that's like to me has like their own thing you know like with if tom morello featured on a song and you hear the kind of thing you would know it's like oh there he is that's him but like with jerry cantrell i mean like if chino were uh steven carpenter the lead guitarist of the band were to like make that guitar solo as well it wouldn't have made a difference to me but still a cool fact to know that jerry was on the album but yeah either way it's a really chill album it's probably like their most chill one in my opinion that just uh has like you know the little flares of heavy moments but i think it was a really solid effort with them for sure at number four we got around the fur uh what hasn't been said about this album this is just like the one of the epitomes of new metal some consider it to be their all-time favorite deftones albums as well which is funny because it's like the, those are the same fans that are like man deftones changed after white pony like no pun intended by the way um but like it's like well yes i mean they're not gonna they obviously didn't want to keep making this like new metal sound anymore even though they are technically looped in with new metal and they don't sound anything like it you know so it's like i Eh, whatever but around the fur is definitely uh 
the better of the two new metal, strictly new metal albums between that and Adrenaline, with My Own Summer being such a fiery opener with just that in-your-face chorus of saying, shut it, shut it, shut it, like, oh, absolutely amazing, uh, with Labia, Mascara, Around the Fur, Ricketts, Equine and Drive is such also, like, a beautiful song as well, and, like, easily the most mellow on this album, I would say, um, actually, it's between that and Mascara, because Mascara is actually pretty mellow, too. Uh, love how dark this one is as well, lyrically. Um, one cool fun fact, uh, Head Up has uh, Max Cavalera, of a, formerly of a Soulfly, and uh, uh, what's the other? Uh, Sepultura. And uh, yeah, him being featured on that song was actually like awesome as fuck, too, during the... Uh, basically, he was in there during the chorus. And he actually performed the song live with them one time, too, and that was like... Ooh, I would kill to be at that one to hear Max and Chino together at the same time. Like, absolutely amazing. Love that song. Great pacing of it. And then, uh, yeah, MX is obviously a decent song, but, like, the whole silence is a little unnecessary for, like, 14 minutes or whatever it is, and then a bong hit, and then another 12 minutes before a hidden track plays. It's like, well, I could live without this. So, but, yeah, great album, definitely. Uh, top three here, number three, I have the self-titled album. It really shocked me that you guys didn't like that one as much, but man, I fucking love the self-titled album. There is just something about this album that has like the perfect, almost, almost perfect blend of alt metal and shoegaze in terms of, uh, the Deftones discography here. But like, there are just, I, I think it is like the, the, the production in general too on this one, because it has, like, similarities to the Adrenaline production, but, like, also mixed with the White Pony production as well. So it's just very interesting how they were able to combine those two onto this album. And, you know, there's just so many great songs on here for me. Like, Hexagram, I love, personally, the screams, despite them sounding so painful to hear. But, like, man, it's just so amazing that, like, he was able to do that kind of thing. Um, Minerva is probably the, like... I would say also one of the most beautiful songs from Deftones, you know, especially with the chorus, the whole, like, God bless you all for the song you sing and everything, and just how the guitar is, kind of, like, rings out and everything, too, throughout the song. Oh, my God. It's it's beautiful. It's incredible. Uh, I also really enjoy the rawness of When Girls Telephone Boys. Uh, I don't know what it is specifically about it, but, like, I guess... All the whole combination of the guitars and drumming on that one really kill it. And Chino, too, screams. Like, anytime hearing Chino scream like that post-White Pony is like, whoo, I'll take that for sure. Um, I also love, like, towards the end of the song, while it's kind of, like, fading out, you can, like, continue hearing Chino scream. And, like, his screams even get, like, higher than they were as the song was fading out, which I just think is badass. Uh, Lucky You is, like, almost, like, I would consider Lucky You to be, like, the first part of uh, Pink Cell Phone just because of the vibe and, like, you know, the vocals, like, uh, how it's, like, distorted and everything. I don't know. It just kind of reminds me of it, but just less, you know, I guess a little less sexual. But even then, it's still, like, it's, like, a dark sexual while Pink Cell Phone's a fun sexual, which is, like... Wow, that's de- that, that's definitely Deftones. Um, Bloody Cape 2 also as you guys mentioned, banger. Like, especially that out, the outro to the song with, like, the guitar riffs and Chino screen, God help me. Like, oh, amazing album. Amazing song. Gotta love it. Uh, at number two, though, Saturday Night Wrist. Oh, the beauty. This beautiful album. This beautiful alt-metal shoegaze album. This is the best combination of metal and shoegaze that... I've probably ever heard. If you don't count White Pony. I mean, White Pony, I guess, like, yeah, sure. But, like, this album is so criminally underrated that, like, I need to give it its praise that it deserves. Because, my God, does this album need it. It is amazing. There is not a single song on here I don't care for. Um, You got your hole in the earth. You got your rapture. Beware. This is what I was talking about earlier when I was talking about the Koino Yokan uh, Rosemary song. Beware has my favorite, like, kind of, like, outro, long outro guitar uh, riff and everything with the... And then it also, like, kind of, like, drones out a little bit, too, with, like, this really cool little, like, beady, like... I don't even know how you describe it. It's just, like, a weird, like... 
almost like hitting something against another object. You know, it's making a really cool sound kind of thing towards the end. It's it's really weird and cool. Um, I also fucking love Cherry Waves. Like, something about that song really hits me hard, too. Like, it really feels like you're on a wave listening to this song. And uh, lyrically on this album, too, I know this was, like, one of the darker points in Chino's life as he was, like, you know, dealing with a lot of drug issues and, like, you know, a lot of, like drinking and sex and all that stuff beware alone is actually about sex drugs and drinking and the dangers of it and the warning about it you know uh one of the more interesting ones though uh rivera uh yeah riviera uh what was that one about it's a story about a witch that chino had wrote about uh during his drug phase which i'm like ooh. That's pretty interesting. Um, and then another one, too, like with Kim Dracula. It was a part of his email address at the beginning of making the record. So I was like, hey. <laughs> I just I, I find that kind of shit kind of cool. Kim Dracula alone, too, is also a really good song. It happens to be another one that I just have on constant repeat from this album. Uh, mine with Serge Tankion. Serge actually adds a little bit of a, you know, uniqueness to the song with, like, you know, his local, uh, his low vocal ability. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I fuck with this. And then, of course, Pink Cell Phone, you know, Greasy Filthy hand jobs, Truck Stop Restrooms, you know the deal. You know, Hot Carlin Academy, go there, be there, be square. Amen. Uh, but yeah, excellent album. Really just the epitome of what shoegaze and alt metal should be like but alas there can only be one and that one i i know i know it's typical for a standard deftones fan i guess but white pony is the all-time classic it is the oh, what a fucking guest <laughs> right but the thing is though with this album and I, i'm kind of going back to what i said in the beginning about this band kind of like you know, being there for me, you know, in my time of, like, whatever low point I was at, uh, this was the album that I can say is the epitome of both what got me through this phase of angst, uh, this is the album that, uh, really opened me up to a lot more of music in general that was, I guess you could even say, outside of metal, since at the time, uh, I was strictly, like, almost also a uh, angsty metalhead kind of thing where it's, like, rap is crap and pop is shit kind of thing, you know? Like, that weird phase that some of us go through. But um, with White Pony, it's kind of like a little bit of uh, outside of the norm when compared to the other artists I listen to, like Slipknot, Mudvayne, Static X, um, to an extent Chevelle, maybe even. But, like, ugh, it is just alt-metal, alt-rock, art-rock beauty to me. I mean, uh, so originally, Back to School was not on the original edition of this album. That was added by the record label, and the band really kind of, like, didn't want that to happen, you know? Because I guess they were kind of trying to go for another commercial, like, new metal rap rock kind of thing you know which that's exactly what the song is but like at the same time it's to me it's very fitting for the album uh, especially in the beginning when you have it called a mini maggot and then end with pink maggot because it almost gives it like a really nice reprise whereas the original just had pink maggot so it's interesting how like that came about uh the first that song actually being was i hear uh Fitessieri, uh, Fitessieri. I think I'm butchering it, but that's the actual first song on the album, and that's a good introduction to the album on the standard point. But like, you really get into the meat and potatoes when you get to songs like Digital Bath, which is literally about like uh, electrocuting a woman in a bathtub. You know, uh, crazy shit. Uh, Elite also being another big one, especially for the time of my angst, as it was kind of like a whole, you know. A song about like people who think they're superior to you, but they're really not, kind of thing. It's like, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Especially at the time, it was just like a big thing, you know. Uh, I guess for me, where it's just like a yeah, rebellious thing. But even now, the song holds up really well. Um, I would also say, you know, well, the whole album is fantastic, you know. But like the big highlights for me definitely come from those songs, as well as Knife Party, as been mentioned earlier. Um, Korea is an underrated song. That one I used to kind of like let fly under the radar, but that one is raw.
raw compared to the like rest of the album like i would say it's almost even as raw as elite elite yes it's like almost the entire song if not the entire song is screaming but korea has just like some gnarly like like scream yelling vocals in the chorus that i just really fuck with uh you can never go wrong with two with passenger maynard james keening absolutely beautiful song there too uh, Change in the House of Flies is the epitome of a Deftones song that you would, you know, if, if you know Deftones, you know Change, you know, that's that's the one, that's it, it's been on the radio, it's been on TV, as mentioned earlier, uh, the following, that song was on there, you know, it's probably been in other things as well, uh, it's been mentioned, I think, on uh, American Dad, I think they used, they did a rendition of, like, the music video, actually, in a particular episode, which I thought was pretty funny, because I'm like, ads, ah, Deftones, and then Pink Maggot is, like, a bone-chilling ending to the album with just, like, Chino's whispered vocals and, like, you know, this very, you know menacing guitar riff that's played throughout the album and then after it kind of gets to the um i guess in this point the reprise of back to school uh you have like the that same menacing guitar riff that drones out a little more and it rings a bit more followed by the ending heartbeat thing that you kind of hear it's just oh when I used to listen to that song, like, walking to the mall and everything in Strongsville, uh, and it would be, like, a cold fall night or something, and it would already be dark, and to just, like, hear that would just be, like, oh, the hairs in the back of my neck are sticking the fuck up. It's crazy. But, yes, this is the album that I would consider as just my all-time favorite, period, both Death Tones discography-wise and just music, period. This is it. This is the album that is me i would describe it so yeah there you go i'm dry i'm not almost dry i am dry now but this has been fun this was great i'm glad we got through this uh no album recommendations if you just just listen to the deftones discography if trent likes it if trent likes it and sebastian likes it and I like it, obviously. Th- then you have to like it. You have. To. If I can listen to the entire discography almost three times in like a week, I, you can listen to one. Anyone album. can at that point. You know, and, and we know Trey. We thought he was gonna put White Pony last. For Christ's sake! I almost did. Would you say something? Uh, listen, if you guys want a true album recommendation, listen to all the Melvins discography. No skips. <laughs> no skips. That's coming up next. Don't it it, it is not. Uh, we are not doing 25 <laughs> albums in one day. I'm good. We can't, we can't. We can't do it. You can't do it, dude. Oh. Even, even I can't do it. I'm like their number one fan. So. Right. If that says anything. But all right. That will do it for the episode. Uh, Sebastian Trent, thank you for listening to th- for both being here and listening to this discography. <laughs> and we will see you guys on the next episode. This has been the Music Corner of State Awaits, and we are signing off.